Conversation Conversation. Today, I'm pleased to be speaking with Michael Massey. Um, Michael and I were connecting before I started recording, and I just ended up kind of recording sort of in the middle of what he was saying because it was good stuff. So when um, when the episode begins properly, it will just sort of be taking you, um, there's not a lot of lead in, um, but we do circle back around to kind of catch you up, but it's just kind of a, a fun, different flow for the start of it. So um, he'll be talking about healing to begin with, and then we will be getting into um, the subject of co-creation as the episode goes on. So I hope you enjoy this beautiful episode. Um, the uh, uh, What I found in the, the healing thing, I can give you like an example, I was back when I was there in Bloomington, neighbor, kind of just in the adjacent house. Um, she came hobbling over one day and uh, her foot was all messed up and and um, she was kind of caught up in her story of woe is me and my foot and all that. And I asked her, I said, well, would you like me to take a look at it? You know, I do some healing work. She said, okay. And she sat down in the kind of lawn chair there on the, out on the back porch. And, um, and so I just held onto her foot and just felt into it till I could feel the, I can feel the, the pain and the, what's going on in there. And then I just looked up at her and I said, would you like this to be gone? Would you like this to be healed? And she kind of took back and thought about it for a moment and then said, um, you know what? No, I don't. Really? Yeah. So what's up with that? Um, Because uh, um, this was... This is like an injury that plagued her her uh, her story, mm-hmm. as this afflicted wounded was she, she was so strongly identified with that she actually be healed of it. She'd be floating out there with no sense of identity. She would lose her sense of identity. Huh. Yeah, and so then she wouldn't be able to. She wouldn't have this foot to blame for her misfortune in life. Mm. Fascinating. It is fascinating because there is that, you know, you and I have talked a lot about story in general, and there is such empowerment that comes from um, releasing yourself of your story and releasing so if, like you're indicating, you know, there's an external factor. For her, it was external but internal. I mean, it was her foot, but it was it was also not, you know, she could have this crutch for excuses for things. 
-hmm. Sometimes our story is um, to do with somebody else having done something to us, and we identify so much with that. So there is that empowerment when we let that go, but there's also such a sense of responsibility. You know, there's a huge sense of responsibility where it's like, okay, well, I don't have any more excuses because I'm choosing this now. And exactly. And, um, yeah, there's a, you know, who, who am I if, you know, if I'm no longer angry at my parents or, you know, for what they did to me when I was a kid or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, who am I, you know, if I'm not, um, bitter at the opposite sex for the wrongs that they've done me. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, or in this case, who am I? If I'm not hobbled, mm-hmm. then what then? Do I have to go get a job? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, do I lose my workman's comp and, you know, comp? Do I, it, all these uh, unknown things yeah and so frequently people will just they'll they'll so-called choose the devil they know mm-hmm. they'll choose what's familiar even if it's their pain mm-hmm. wow yeah and so in this kind of a case um that it would be a violation of free will for the healer to take to that away yeah. just to do it and ultimately it really wouldn't work mm. right. and because um even if it was a was able to do a a momentary healing if you will or give them a momentary reprieve just to kind of suck it away yeah you know Two minutes later, that's a slight exaggeration or something, but what are you going to bet within two days it's re-injured or it's back? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, one of the things that I always do when I'm working with somebody on a, in terms of doing that healing work, and so there might be a localized issue with their foot or their liver or whatever body part is so I do that where I'm I find the localized pain that's there then definitely want to do also a uh, kind of in computer terminology do it like a trace route what I'm going to do is kind of trace that because it could be oh my left knee is sore but that has to do with I've got a slight hip out of alignment where it can be a like little zigzag through the body. So it's not always just the knee. It could be stemming from some other part of the body. So you want to do a trace route to get the whole thing. And so that would be starting at where their symptom is, and then you're just energetically tuning into that and finding a pathway? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I can feel where those pathways are, and then it's, and then you kind of just keep going through the body till it's all identified, and you 
kind of got the signature of what's going on. And that's when then um, uh, there's that, then there's that choice point. Go, okay, well, I can just help relief, give some relief mm-hmm. um, by maybe opening up like in an acu, acupressure, acupuncture kind of way where you can just kind of let, let the pain out. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're not really addressing the root cause or anything like that. You're giving them that. And you can couple that with, you know, a Reiki type of giving them some, some uh, positive vibes, if you will. Um, but to truly eradicate it, then I'll take it. I could take it into my own body. Mm. And so I'm just going to take it away from them and then I'm going to process it. And the, the supposition there is that, um, that, um, that I have within me the, uh, the abilities to transmute what, what the, this person can't because they don't know how yet. Mm-hmm. And, um, but also upon doing that, whenever I'm with, regardless of whichever approach I do, um, next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to turn to like the scalp and the head. And then I'm going to work the pressure points in the head to help remap their neural network so that it doesn't recreate. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So there's always a mental component. And you feel into that as well, or were you trained yeah. in that? or? Uh, oh, the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah, I had some uh, trainings and then downloads and activations and mm-hmm. memories from whatever lifetimes as a as a healer, and then um, coupled with intu- intuitive guidance uh, practice, <laughs> uh, and then um, also getting on the table. Uh, from a number of other, you know, master healers, and then um, uh, paying, you know, then being paying attention to what's happening at the energetic level, regardless of whether or not they were aware of it. And sometimes there's master healers that are not very well aware of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They just are gifted. Mm. And so, but I would learn from them as well. You just sort of learn through the... Yeah, the energetic both. interaction. Yeah, and it's it's a it's a definitely a to to develop mastery in the healing arts. It's so important to not just be the giver all the time, mm-hmm. but to make sure you get get on the table mm-hmm. with other you know qualified healers, so you can so you can you know feel the uh, and experience the other side of the equation yeah. helps so much. It helps so much. You're like, oh, that's what that's doing. Mm. Okay. Or, oh, that's what that feels like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, It's absolutely critical. That's fascinating. So when, before we started recording, you were talking about, um, and you you did touch on it there, but I just want to kind of circle back to that difference there you know there are various healing techniques and um and 
for instance, I've been trained in Reiki, and that's more of like a sending energy through to give relief and to address issues. You are talking about mass, true master healers such as Jesus, what Jesus was able to do, are actually taking that through them. So um, that's right. kind of a, yeah. a different aspect to that that I haven't really... Right been exposed to, I suppose, but, um, no, and it's not something it's, it's advanced level healing. So you don't want, mm -hmm. it's not something that's going to come up in any kind of Reiki classes or something inappropriately. So, mm -hmm. uh, cause yeah, you start doing that. If you don't know, you don't know what you're doing, you make yourself real sick, real fast. Right. And you were saying that there was importance in when you were practicing this, that you, we're transmuting that so it's more than just taking it on and then just letting it flow through your body but it is that transmutation yeah 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 so <clears throat> yeah and in the years that i was doing that work it was you know i am you know it's spoken we've spoken in previous po podcasts before about the importance of fire mm -hmm. this is the practical application and, and so i was always in situations while I was doing this work, almost always, not quite, but almost always in a place um, where I could, where I could build a fire every night. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I, if I wasn't a place where I could do that every night, then, you know, I just didn't, <laughs> pretty much didn't do the work, right? You know, I learned a little bit the hard way that that'll stack up real fast. Mm. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah, and it's also why sometimes you'll get, you know, you'll find uh, uh, healers in uh, typically a lot of, um, you know, massage therapists uh, because they're doing because of the tactile they're doing this hands-on uh, body work that boy they're in kind of wreck shape mm. and and so it's. Um, yeah, um, there's not too many people can do that for, you know, a lifetime of work, and it tends to take its toll mm -hmm. uh, because they don't, they don't have that. They, they, they're taking stuff on, and they may be doing this empathically without, they're mm -hmm. somewhat aware that they're taking stuff on, but they don't know exactly what it is that they're, they're doing on that energetic level and they know they're helping people, mm -hmm. but it's uh, sacrificing their own health to do so. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, other thing that you talked about was the important, and you've talked about this before too, but the importance of taking care of yourself when you're in that line of work, yeah. you know, and you're, you're um, yeah. helping people energetically, but making sure you get on the table, not just from, what you talked about with learning and experiencing things from other, you know, mm -hmm. techniques and, but just to help you process and keep your yeah. energy clear and. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. If anybody happens to be listening out there that's involved in this work. Yeah. You better ask yourself when the last time you got on the table. is <laughs> Right. And you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's been a while then. Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let a month go by 
Mm. And I've talked to you know, talked to and encountered many dealers where they're like, I'm like, when was the last time you got on the table and got a treatment? They say, well, it's been years. Mm. I'm like, wow, you've been years of giving without, yeah. you know, receiving the same benefit. It's, yeah, that's that's not taking care of yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I can guarantee we are talking to somebody right now because yeah, this is I feel a, that there's somebody here who can relate yeah, yeah for sure yeah absolutely I know that you know I just res, I just returned from Sedona not too long ago and um had a session with your friend Cherie who actually is going to be on the podcast I'm going to be oh, talking sweet. to her in a couple of days right. and I she was amazing yeah. sorry so you're all in for a treat with that one. Oh yeah, she's wonderful. But that was um yeah, so I got to have my little my little treat and and she had a totally different approach than I'd really I mean, she was like slapping me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, she, she does this like like thumping EFT kind of right, it's pretty, and it's she's her just own thing. channeling it through, and then afterwards, like talking about what came through, and I was seeing yeah. all this Native American stuff while she was working on me, and yeah. it's like I don't know if this is just because I'm in the Southwest right now, and there just is that around, but mm-hmm. so we had a lot to talk about when we were done, but. Yeah, she'll um, she'll even go to uh, like slapping herself, which is kind of funny to watch. Yeah, she said that yeah. when because she does distance um, sessions as well, which is a great thing also to reemphasize for people while we're all you know in the state that we're in, where there's still a lot of quarantining going on, and not everybody's ready to be out, even though restrictions are loosening. But you know, many 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 healers will do it. Um, they'll do distance. So Cherie is one of them who, again, you know, she'll be, uh, we'll release that episode in the near future. But, um, you know, so this is stuff that you don't have to be, I mean, massage different, but (laughs) when it comes to like a lot of the healing modalities, people can do it from a distance too. So there are no excuses. It's time. It might be time for somebody who's listening, but Anyway, well, welcome everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here with Michael Massey. We were just kind of deep in an interesting discussion, so we decided to go ahead and start recording. Um, And what we talked about for um, to really dive into today, because that was just a sneaky little fun thing that that came up, but um, was co-creation. So, um, and one of the things that I had said to Michael was that I would love to explore this concept of co-creation that, and and in that sense, it's like we are here living our lives and we we are in a constant co-creation with the divine or with, you know, a higher intelligent power that is always accessible to us to help us, um, to create our lives. I mean, and, and help us with the details and help us to get to where we're going. And one of the things that I kind of wanted to unpack with Michael was um, this slight difference in approach between, like, if there 
are we discovering ourselves or are we creating ourselves? Oh. You know? So okay. like if there's a, a destiny or something preordained that we came into this life and we're here in our mission, should we choose to accept it? You know, it's been laid out. And so is it a process? And this is like, is it that? Or, which Michael's going to give me a dirty look, I'm sure, any minute because I'm not supposed to say or. I'm sure it's some combination of both of these things. But the other the other approach to co-creation would be like the sky's the limit and you're here driving and you're um, rather than sort of discovering what it is, what the next step is or what the bigger picture is that's been set out for you, um, it is that creation and then in the creation it is like, okay, this is what I need to be able to do what I want to do or what I what I feel inspired to do, even if it's not necessarily something that I feel that I've been called to do. Does that differentiation? Am I communicating that like well, that's effectively? Like kind of a whole lot right there. Okay, I'll um, stop. That maybe I was we done. Can, okay. <laughs> um so maybe we can kind of yeah, write that down into some bite-sized chunks. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Otherwise, we're trying to swallow an elephant here, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, we have some important kind of themes here. One of them is kind of the, uh, the, the, yeah, the destiny piece. Um, you mentioned uh, these, this kind of little or equation here of, um, you know, are we creating ourselves or are we discovering ourselves? Um, the obvious answer is, um, what's the difference? Mm. Um, and th th then there's kind of this role of creation at, at large and how we kind of fit into this. And, and it might be useful if we just kind of talk a little bit about creation, co-creation, and uh, what, do, what, what are we what are we talking about when we're, we're using these terms? Um, now, um, there's uh, something which we call the pinnacle of all creation would be uh, creation ex nihilo. What is that? that? Creation? creation ex nihilo. Okay. It means creation out of nothing. Okay. And this is like the you know the origin stories of the universe and the Big Bang out of nothing come forth everything. That's a pretty, you know, that's that's God level creation to speak into existence that which didn't exist at all. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's that's going to be the that's the pinnacle if you will, of creation. And then then we have, you know, on human scale, there's so many things that we undertake as creative endeavors that we speak of in terms of creation, which could be, you know, as simple as picking up some paints and brushes and, you know, making a work of art. Mm -hmm. And is that an actual creation? 
or are we just making something? Hmm. And I think it's the, the, anybody familiar with the Course in Miracles is probably the most mm, elaborate mm, uh, manuscript, if you will, that that goes into a lot of depth about making versus creating and how those kind of differ. Um, so let's, um, I guess for practical purposes, we're kind of going to talk about creation is if we hold ourselves to a standard of if we're not creating ex nihilo, we're not creating at all. <laughs> well, that's a pretty high standard. That's a pretty, pretty <laughs> high standard. So, um, some, uh, uh, most of the kind of material that we're going to find out there is what we call, um, it actually uses a word that's a little bit different in the truth. It's called manifestation. Mm -hmm. or manifesting what we're really doing is we're working our own energetic equation in, in order to bring forth out of the field of life that which we desire either in the terms of experiences or it could actually be things as well you know finding a new house that suits your family or whatever uh, finding a new job finding a parking space <laughs> right so this is things where they're not actually created out of thin air um, but they exist somewhere in the field and so we're working with you know the laws of attraction and that sort of thing in order to bring forth in a delightful way the manifestation of our desires and wishes okay and so um uh that's um so we'll kind of we'll kind of kind of focus in on this kind of manifestation approach when we're kind of talking about um, creation. Does that make sense? Or mm -hmm. um, now this um, the kind of the classic, of course, human view of Oh, you know, centuries or millennia old, and certainly has been um, you know kind of a the mantra of the industrial revolution uh, revolution, you know, and the industrial age is this work hard concept. And so if you want something, you got to work hard to get it. And that the good things in life don't come easy. Mm -hmm. All right, so this is somewhat of a, a paradox because the very nature of the creative flow of the universe is it just creates with effortlessly, with, with ease. And so... How do we reconcile these two different paradigms? 
and I kind of liken it to um, you got to put in the work. You got to do it, and it can be really hard. So, um, but it takes a lot of work to get to the place where it's easy. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So this is, and part of that really is, is it, it takes work for us to kind of reprogram the way that we see the world, our own paradigm, um, to kind of come out of that old mentality where everything's got to be, it, it's hard or it has no value. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so that's not a, you know, doing that kind of reprogramming work to adopt a, a new uh, um, mindset. Th- yeah, new mindset. You know, that's it's not. You know, that's some serious business there. Mm-hmm. And it takes um, one of the things is we might want something in our conscious mind to come easy but we may have subconscious beliefs and programs that are running that say otherwise. Hmm. And so the, the difficulty in the work is the surface in, increase the awareness to encompass more of that, which is subconscious. And then the continue to surface those issues out of the subconscious mind so that we can, uh, we can change our paradigm and no longer be governed by those subconscious patterns. Hmm. Um, so, you know, just do that, you yeah. know. Just, oh, easy. Yeah. There you go. I'm glad we just talked about this. What? <laughs> now, um, now, how does this, like, this all kind of play? So there's some, there's some, some principles kind of, and cosmic laws that are good to know, all right? And, and then we may have to we'll circle back around and, and see how much of um, what's still left unaddressed from your initial inquiry. That, yeah. That sound all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the things to, to, uh, Point number one here, if you will, is that one is creation is effortless and fun. Mm. Now you speak of what is our um, destiny, okay? Mm. It's to be creators or co-creators. And because if for no other reason, it's fun. Mm. We have come forth to create. And so this is our destiny to be creators because it is, it is, it is uh, the joyful expression and expansion of life. Okay. Okay. That's like the first thing to recognize that by its very nature, it is effortless and fun and an enjoyable. And, you know, even, those who are who are involved in this, say the the creative arts in some form or fashion, whether it's music or they know that there can be 
you know, actually I say effortless. Um, but they know that they at least know something about the the process of uh, of painting or composing or playing music or singing. That there's energy that's um, uh, expelled in the process, but the overall thing is brings joy. Mm. So we we see this in you know in our own endeavors of those. Um, those creative activities, but the, the 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 signature in there is that that joy, that fun. It's fun and joyful, mm-hmm. regardless of this. Okay, so um, that's a, kind of the first again back to the first point, right? Creation is is effortless and fun. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh. uh uh, the second thing, okay, to kind of recognize is that we're all creators. Okay. So nobody's left out of this one. And some of that goes back to what we were talking about with the healing conversation, too, where it's like we are all creators and there is that responsibility for that, too. So nobody else is creating your experience right well yeah that's the personal responsibility kind of factor and um and there's it kind of comes to the we're going to get to this point here okay okay um where that's that's the that's what self mastery and self responsibility is is that claim and that, that acknowledgement of what you said said where you go okay nobody else is creating this this is this is me mm-hmm. okay and um, the res- there's a responsibility uh, that's associated with with um, making that claim uh, that is uh, well it's a responsibility but there's an empowerment. Mm-hmm. because it takes us out of a victim mode right and it goes well whatever whatever my situation is or whatever has been done to me or what I've done to myself I can do something about it I can make a change I can I can right I can create a better life from wherever I happen to be mm-hmm. uh now, the part of that too, right, is to is to recognize that creating a better life, or creating an experience, or creating anything in in that responsibility, then is there's no there's not dependency on others. So I can't, I can't expect you to do something to make my life better. Mm-hmm. That's an, a focus. That's a, that's a disempowering thing because you're actually focusing on, on the external and placing the responsibility on it to actually serve our creation. Now, does this happen? 
all the time, unfortunately. Mm. All right. So this is coming up kind of to the, to the next point that I really want to make. All right. Is that we're all creators here. So if you, if you kind of, if you want to take it, we're all on one planet, right? But we have this expression of like so-and-so, well, they're off in their own little world, right? Or they live in their own fantasy world or this world or, and people talk about world, my world, right? Now the world of a, the world of a four-year-old, right? Very small, if you, right? You know, it's going to include the backyard and probably the neighborhood playground or something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's going to involve the driveway and maybe a bike and, and you know, and some uh, Disney movies on, and, you know, on TV or on their iPads or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. This is their world. And um, so each, each of us actually operates within a bubble or sphere that is our world. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So what we have here is one planet, many worlds. Mm. So seven billion worlds. Mm -hmm. Okay. So everybody's got your, their own world. Now, here's the thing. You see, creation is effortless and fun in your world. If you find that your creative talents and abilities is not effortless and it's not bringing you joy, it's because you're not in your world. Mm. Okay. Okay. Right, so this is the age-old concept of slavery, where people are actually people, organizations, and things. They enlist others to say, "Come create for me," hmm. so that I may re reap the benefit thereof. Hmm. Okay, when we do this. Man, we actually requires a lot of personal energy in order to sustain that level of creativity. And it's how we end up ultimately find ourselves in a midlife crisis, feeling completely drained and lost. Thought we were off doing something because we took this job, sounded so great to begin with, and then it literally sucked the life right out of us. Hmm. Because you're actually creating somebody else's world. Hmm. So if any point in time you find that 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 uh, that creation has become unfun, the the thing to re to to note and to remember in this moment is like, oh, I'm not in my world. Hmm. Then that brings you to the the only thing that matters there is. Well, how do I get back to my world? What is my world? Where is my world? Hmm. In the heart? It comes from the heart. It's centered here in the heart. Hmm. And, you know, in, um, you know, I, 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 you know I'm, 
mentioned so many movies and stuff, and I'm a Disney fan and things like that. There's little things that are part of my world. Magic is part of my world. Mm -hmm. And so if I find myself where, um, where things have just gone really mundane, that's when like, wait a second, what did I get? Did I take a wrong turn somewhere? I'm not in my world anymore. Mm-hmm. It goes back too to a conversation that we had, I don't know how long ago, not too long ago, but where we talked about the, you know, coming off track. And, you know, if you're trying to get from Sedona to Seattle and you end up going east and we and we talked about like what are some indicators that you've gone off track and it was joy. That's the signpost. And so I think this is another way to be looking at that, you know, from like and again, you know, we're pulling because ultimately we still have this destiny question out there, but, um, you know, I think that that is, it's just joy and, and and as you say, effort, you know, it's, it is that signpost. It's one of those ways that we can tune into our life and just be like, am I where I'm supposed to be, you know? Right. You know, and and if if somebody, if if you're in a position where all of a sudden you, you, all of a sudden this realization is hitting you, wow okay i've been i've been i've been building other people's worlds and uh, you know and and where is mine and what am i doing and you know feeling lost and going and not some in that kind of state and that kind of is a bit of a it's a existential crisis if you will mm-hmm. is what to do mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, where do you go? How do you how do you find mm-hmm. uh, what you're ultimately looking for? And uh, the answer is actually it's actually really simple, and it's simply make a change, mm. do something different, pick a different you know. Just pick something in your life where you've been going one way. Just turn around and go the other way. And see what happens. And if you're kind of heading off in, in, in the so-called wrong direction, as soon as, you, as soon as you make a change and turn back, all of a sudden you'll start to, you'll start to feel it in terms of a lightness of being, more enjoyment, um, and... Uh, you may also immediately go, wow, certain things that were really, really difficult are now easier. Mm. And so as when we're on uh, we're on trajectory back into our world, the easier things will get. And then we can just continue to make changes mm-hmm. and then just pay attention. Did that change? Oh, did that make things more difficult? Or did that make things easier? Oh, did that, did that kind of, this is a very, and we can, we can do this. We have this amazing imagination. So we can use our imagination 
and then just pay attention. Our imagination is so real to us that we can just sit there and you can go, okay, I've got, I got, you know, job A and job B. And I'm just gonna imagine, you know, doing job A. How do I feel? I can imagine doing job B. How do I feel? And it becomes it just to really reduce this down to the to this simplest thing. Make new choices. Mm. And as as creatures of habit, this is can be really, really kind of challenging to break out of because it seems really, really scary. So, you know, start small. You know, if you always get a latte, get a cappuccino. Mm -hmm. um, take a new, if you commute to work, take a different route. You know, if you always have hot dogs on Sunday night, order a pizza. Just introduce changes into, into your life that are different. And this will this will start to loosen up uh, things up to actually make bigger changes. Yeah, and you talk about you know being creatures of habit, and I think that's one of the places where we do get stuck because we can make a decision that is really good for us for that time, you know, and then it's like, oh, now I figured it out, you know, this was what was missing, or you know, this is what. Because we yeah. feel so much better because we've, you know, this new energy has flushed in. And, but then things can get stagnant. And, you know, this is at the only constant in life is change. And so when we don't honor that and we think like, oh, something that was really, really good for us at that time, you know, I think we, a lot of us have a tendency to hold on to that and be like, this is the right thing forevermore, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, and it's not necessarily the case. I, I liken that to, um, it's like setting up camp um, on um, one of the stepping stones of your path. Mm. And you're like, oh, no, we're going to set up camp here and we're going to build a house right here on this step. Mm. And then we're going to turn it into a fort and we're going to defend it. Mm. And it's, it was only a, it was the right step, mm. but it's just a step. Yeah. And so we, you know, we must continue along the path. Mm. Take the next step and the next step and right. the next step. And this, um, this, you know, the, the sense of arrival and, you know, a lot of this is, uh, probably the last 50 years has really shaken up this notion that that if you you know you, whenever you, you you hit 18 or 21 or whether you go to college or not but basically you finish up your schooling get a job you get married you have this fairy tale wedding and then you that's it you've you've actually arrived mm. Hey, I made it to adulthood. Now I'll set up camp. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, this is the beginning. Yeah. You know, there's so much more. Mm. And so uh, 
we have um, the sense of arrival that we um, that does feel so good. Like we do have these moments where, like, oh yes, I've arrived, yay! And it's really we've just arrived at the next step that we're we're going to. So there's mm-hmm. yeah, congratulations, enjoy it, celebrate it for a moment, and there's the next step coming. Mm. Yeah. And so it's important that as long as we keep motion and so we keep we keep moving, we keep taking steps. Um, and then um, that we uh, just um, and that we pay attention to how each of the steps make us feel and whether or not it's bringing us closer to it terms of like closer to our destiny or further away from it in that metric those metrics that uh, indicators that we're looking for is the the joy factor and the flow factor the the ease of flow and uh, the the joy and fun of it Mm -hmm. if it's not those pick a new direction Mm. and this is you know this this is self-responsibility too is there's no way for for me to tell you how some some which direction is going to feel good for you and only you know that each of us just for not only we can only know for ourselves i find that very frustrating i would like for you to tell me <laughs> tell me how i feel that reminds me of a little joke of um yeah yeah, I don't know if you've heard this one. It's a, um, yeah, but, oh, wait, you know what it feels like when you have to go to the bathroom really, really bad, like your bladder's just cra- crazy full. You know what that feels like? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel me and tell me if I have to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> no, there's things that, 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 um, no one else has responsibility for. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our feelings are our own, mm-hmm. and uh, um, yeah. And this kind of is a good segue into a particular analogy, and it kind of relates a little bit to the the destiny thing. And I like to use this kind of example of of a um, of a jigsaw puzzle. Okay. And um, now, each of us is kind of a we are we are our own jigsaw puzzle, and it's our responsibility to put ourselves together. Uh, and then, um, collectively, we also form a uh, a picture, and we are a jigsaw puzzle, and we're each like one piece of a of a grand masterpiece. And so each of us being different pieces and this big old masterpiece is not like it's just a big old it's not like it's just one color Mm. you know our masterpiece is not just all black or all white Mm -hmm. or all blue um so you can imagine um even i got a little background here of my video thing here this picture of Sedona and there's purples and greens and reds and different things. Now, 
So each of us is a unique piece of this, this overall puzzle. And so if you have, say, a, this nature setting here, and you've got a blue sky above, and you've got some purple flowers down below, that, um, that in, this, in this puzzle is coming together, you see, if, if you have this big jigsaw puzzle, and you've got all these pieces laid out, and you're trying to move the pieces around into where they need to go, well, if they're blue, they need to go up. But if they're purple, they need to come down. Mm-hmm. And so the directions that each of us needs to take is the vec- is the vectors, the directions, the vectors towards where our piece in the overall puzzle is. And so no one can say, follow me, I know the way, it's this way. Well, it is for them, but this idea is everyone has to find their way to where they belong within the overall puzzle. Yeah. Okay. And along the way, you know, some purple pieces might kind of get together and go, I think we're all heading the same direction. Yeah. That makes, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. And so we can, we'll meet others along the way that are kind of, they're going to be headed towards the area of the puzzle that they share in common with their pieces of that area. Blue pieces are going to gravitate together. Um, And then, but, um, you know, and along the way, we're going to just cross paths with others where we're going entirely different directions. Mm. But each is absolutely um, is following their own truth. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and the there's a kind of a, I kind of like in this scenario is that when any piece of the puzzle does find itself to where it belongs and it clicks into place, then in a sense, what it does then is it, is it, it better illuminates the whole picture for everyone because now it's an anchor. It's not trying to move around anymore. It knows it knows exactly where it is. It's found its destiny, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then that helps complete the picture for everybody else. I see. Mm-hmm. So to the extent that we, the best way for us to ultimately help everyone is not like running around like a traffic cop trying to give people directions. It's simply to find our place within the whole and be there. And just doing that will be of more help than anything else mm. that we could possibly be doing. From a co-creation perspective and and knowing, like one thing that we didn't really talk about too much was that that mastery of the creation and how to utilize our our co-creator. Does that make sense? Or do you think we did kind of go into that? I'm trying to No, we can let's um let's explore that a little bit more. So um now imagine if you will that you know be 
Okay. Before this universe is created, before this planet was created, uh, we we are we and you know have been. Um, each of us as individual souls, okay, uh, like our existence predates time and space, so uh, we have come forth into space and time from a place that is sublime and ineffable that very difficult to describe um, but we might just call that home and in this home space in this uh, eternal infinite expanse um, that we uh, we still exist as like this bubble okay we still have our world and we create effortless anything you want okay you call this place heaven call it whatever works within your um, you know, within your um, system or belief systems or your your paradigm or whatnot, you can call it heaven, call it nirvana, call it whatever. Um, that um, that so in here in this space, you create whatever you want. Uh, there's kind of a cool movie of um, uh, has some really fun depictions of this. Would be uh, what dreams may come with with Robin Williams mm-hmm. and passes on and needs to create his own create his own world however he likes it and um, and whenever you think of instant manifest just boom just create however you want and so this is we could say um this is where we're ultimately from is a place like this and where we're ultimately return to now it's like look at earth in the life here okay now good luck to you trying to make it work that way and the reason it doesn't work that way is that this is a this is a co-creation okay we are co-creating with each other everything we see and um and i'm kind of i'll bring this back to the uh, creating with the divine but so within this co-creation, we, we still have the same power that we did in heaven, but we're working on a collective project together. And so each of us, okay, has the ability to add another thread. We're like a thread that weaves through the tapestry. So now each of us in our respective worlds all come together to this world, to this planet, to then co-create together. And what each of us can still do is we can we still have command over what we want our thread to be. Okay. And then everyone creates their own thread. And then we get to see what the what manifests as a whole out of the whole tapestry of all these threads woven together. And that's what brings us ultimately quite a delight because it's filled with things that are unexpected and full of surprises. You see, so called like back home, if I just imagined an ice cream cone, I got an ice cream cone, there's not really that much of a surprise to it. 
I'm co-creating with the divine in in this heavenly realm, this place called home. Okay, it's a co-creation source with which which enables that that um, that creation ex nihilo. So it's this partnership with the divine that is the prime force of creation and 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 it is unlimited so why not have an ice cream cone and it can just materialize it out of thin air mm-hmm. so uh so this experience here on earth is quite different than that which we experience as a soul right and it's not that the 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 divine is in play in all of it. And the only real creation that occurs is through that partnership. But but here on earth, all I have to work with is my own thread. Okay. There's seven billion other threads. Mm-hmm. At least. Mm-hmm. And um, the cool thing, though, is that when when we can, the more that we strengthen that partnership with the divine, so we're gonna we're co-creating with the divine in a co-creation with each other, then it's that's like what happens is that that our thread comes alive. And it becomes a fulcrum by which the the whole tapestry waves it around. But when we find that place where we belong within the puzzle, where it's like an anchor, and that the the whole of creation here on this planet honors that. And so we get to be a part of this, this show. And we get to play a part and we get to like, it's like being a, it's like getting to sit in the movie theater and see yourself on the, on the the screen in a delightful way. So the ultimate art of co-creation in terms of, okay, is that I want my thread to weave through this tapestry, through this fabric. And it's not in competition with any other thread. It's not, it's not, this is not a battle of wills. Mm -hmm. This is not the reality wars that we've been subjected to now for God knows how many thousands of years where my version of reality is at war with yours. No, what? It's, hey, how does my reality, my thread, interweave with yours? Mm. Not that we both have the same reality, because we, no, we don't. You have your world, and I have my world. But these worlds can coexist, and in, in even more than just coexist, they can dance and wave like a, you know, like a flag in the wind together in one harmonious, just incredible um, and beautiful display Mm. of creation at play and at dance. That's beautiful. 
I don't know that we can improve on any of that. Yeah. It seems a good place to uh, to sign off. Okay. But thank you so much. That's Welcome. Really beautiful. Okay. Well, good luck and Godspeed, all you great creators out there. Yes. Yeah. Yes, thank you so much. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. We share a birthday, and it's yes. right now. <laughs> it's the day. It's the day. Yes, so thank you for sharing your birthday with me and with the recording. <laughs> Absolutely. Pleasure to be here as always. Yeah. Take thank care, you. everyone. Thank you, and thank you for joining, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation. Mm-hmm.